to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, welcome to episode 237 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name's Sam. I'm Chris. Almost forgot to say my name there, Chris. <laughs> yeah, you'd think after a couple of hundred of these, you'd sort of get used to it. Never, never, never. used to it. Uh, we are recording. It's a dark, gloomy day. It's cold and wet outside, and uh, it's less wet and cold inside. Yes, less wet and cold. And the reason why it's less cold is we have insulation now. Thick, thick, thick insulation on all three rooms that actually have a ceiling. <laughs> That's right. Well, four rooms if you count the bathroom. Four, yeah, true. I mean, we assume. I don't really know what he was doing on the roof. Oh, God. I'd be a, a laugh if we opened up the uh, manhole, went, stuck our head in, and looked, and they're all piled in one the corner. corner. <laughs> as long as it's over my bedroom, it's all right. <laughs> uh, yes, so as you may recall, we had a bit of a talk about our landlord, and I was like, no, 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 let the professionals do it. Well, the landlord just turned up uh, on a s- yeah. Saturday. He turned up on Saturday, but he came in while I was away. Eh? Did we talk about that last time? I think we did. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so he's come back. He's, uh, he's done Saturday. He's uh, put it all up there. Uh, did ask for a couple of things. Yep. Torches and no, not lights that. and stuff. And Sam's like, nope, nope. <laughs> So that's cool. Hey, um, hey, interestingly enough, though, I we need to research this because I can't. So we know that they had to have insulation in the roof by the 1st of July. Yeah. He was doing it the day before, like in a mad rush. So he didn't get a $4,000 fine, which mainly would have gone to us, actually. That's who it normally goes to. Yeah. That was good. I could have done that with that money. But um, a couple of other things they noted, and it's part of the Healthy Home Initiative, and there's no date or deadline but I do know that in 2021, everything has to be in place within 90 days of a new tenant moving into a new um, rental. Rental, But I don't know what it means for us. But every single bathroom and kitchen has to have an extractor fan by law. Right. So I don't know when that's happening. They also... And, and you, are you saying the extractor fan, fan in our kitchen doesn't count? Because it extracts the ceiling. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm counting that as that does count, but the non-existent one in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Well, might it's look called at an open window. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It has to be separate from a window. It has to have an extractor fan in it. Wow. By law. Okay. But I don't know if that means right now or in the future. It also, every rental has to have a fixed form of heating able to heat the whole living room to a temperature of 18 degrees. Now, it does state that some places have probably got inefficient things already in place, like the heater stuck in the stairwell. Yeah, we have a heater in our stairwell. It's a gas heater. We don't have the gas on. Is that gas, that one? Yes. Oh, I didn't realise that. So we don't have the gas on, and I don't know that it's worth it, but the problem was, I was told from previous tenants, was when they had it on and it's burning gas, it just makes the whole inside condensation like yeah, that's hugely a, damp. Yeah, that's a big problem if you have an old LPG gas heater. Yeah. So, 
Um, but just yeah. interesting to note those things. Yes. Anyway. So, uh, yeah. Uh, have you noticed it being warmer? Uh, my mum keeps asking me if it's warmer and I'm like, it just it, the last couple of days it's been quite warm. Yeah. So I don't know outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's been, it's been pretty moderate outside. Yeah. Hard to tell. Hey, uh, this week a new place opened. Well, they're saying it's new, but I'm not so sure. <laughs> a new table in a, in a cafe opened. It's all rather confusing. I'll talk about it in a sec. Called Sammy's and Stuff. Um, it's part of the Sky City Hamilton building. And it's um, that it, what they've done is there's the coffee post. Yeah, which I go to quite a bit. Chris is there. I went there once randomly and Chris was in there. <laughs> Surprised the crap out of me. But um, no, it's a good cafe. And they've built a new doorway up the front called Sammy's and stuff. But you just walk into the normal cafe. Uh, don't know if one or the other's taking over or it's what they're going to do. Who cares? But uh, they had uh, free sandwiches, 400 free sandwiches. You had to register on uh, Facebook and get your little ticket. Off you went. So I went along. I walked in the door. There was two people in front of me fluffing around with their phone. And they're like, oh, no. I've got no data. Hang on, I've got to turn my data on or something. I don't know what they were trying to do. They were trying to get their ticket up. I had it printed out because I'm old school like that. And I went straight up and I said, she goes, oh, what sandwich would you like? And I said, what's really popular? And she said, oh, chicken's going pretty good. There's only one left. So I got that. And I think the other two people were a bit gutted that they couldn't get a chicken sandwich. Yeah. Because you they, snooze, you lose. Were, yeah. Uh, so they... And what was the sandwich like? It was just a sandwich. <laughs> like that's the photo of it there oh we've got a photo to put on the website yeah yeah it's it was six dollars normally and they've got the first two weeks they're only making one sandwich a day one type of sandwich a day for six bucks for their opening and then after that i don't know if it goes up in price or they're only six i don't know uh but the chicken inside it was like that canned chicken oh yeah if I, is the easiest way to describe it so, uh, but is it real chicken or is it not? I thought of, I thought about that and I was like, no, I think it's just canned. I don't know. Uh, anyway, after that, I uh, I mean, it was good for a free sandwich. I wouldn't pay six bucks for one. But then after that, that was my next question. Yeah, no, it was just a rent. Uh, went down to Collingwood Bakery on the corner there. Yeah, yeah. And they've put in a um, chicken and chips thing now. And I walked in there and I was going to get like a custard slice thing. And then I Hang on, how's this diet working out for you at the yeah, moment? Yeah, good. <laughs> hey, I've dropped six kilos in six was weeks. That, I'm good. Was that on a cheat day? No, this is yesterday. <laughs> I, told, I told you I'd eaten bad yesterday. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry, carry on. But anyway. What? So you no, went in for a custard slice. No, yeah, but I didn't get that. I got something better. <laughs> I said to the guy, well, what is that? And he said, oh, a sweet chili, sweet chili chicken roll. I was like, yeah, I'll have one of them. That's it there, Chris. Look at it. That looks better than your Sammy. Uh, it's huge. It's this huge warm roll. Yeah. It's about this long. Holy crap. Like that. So it looks my like a right foot at the long. back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty epic. Uh, that'll set you back $8.50. No, definitely worth, worth oh, it over so the so much one. freaking chicken. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, check that out. And uh, I, I'd rather, I think if I was going to Sammy's and stuff, I'd just get something different from the cafe part as opposed to the sandwich. Yeah, yeah. So um, the Cafe Park uh, Coffee Post, my favourite there is a, I think it's called a greenie, no. It's called a Harvester. Oh, the Harvester. So there's a Hunter and the Harvester. 
it's like the, your big breakfast, but the harvester's the veggie version and the hunter's the meat uh, version. Do you yeah. pr- do you rank that higher than the greeny one at two bird? They're a bit different, but I probably would rank it higher. It's it's bigger. So very good. Yep. Okay. So um, yeah. I don't know what those things are. Okay, I'm going to say... I'm waiting for you to I, talk about something that you know about. Okay, so I, I just heard this in the news, and I thought it was interesting that the British uh, Medical Association has told people that obesity has now taken over smoking as the leading cause of cancer. Oh, leading. So, so less people are smoking and more people are fat, except you and I are on a diet, and we're not one of those people. That's right. Um, so that's sort of why I wanted to toot my horn on that one. <laughs> really? Um, but yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, but that, that's interesting, right? It's uh, obesity's taken over smoking from as, as leading cause of cancer in the UK, and they smoke, I would have thought they smoked a hell of a lot more than we did. They certainly did when I went over there in the 90s. I'm surprised they said cancer, and I just thought it would have been uh, like health problems in general. No, this was specifically cancer, but um, but yeah. So they they were trying to find something to measure it against, and that's what they were doing. Hey, do you remember episode two hundred and ten, Chris? Uh, no, <laughs> no. Do I remember two hundred and thirty-six? A little bit. Anything beyond that? No. <laughs> so in episode two hundred and ten. We we uh, published that right the thirtieth of December twenty eighteen. It was the last episode for twenty eighteen, and I was telling you about the New Zealand woman who married some guy after talking to him on Bumble for a little while. All oh, right, right, right. Met him at the airport. Still haven't got my Bumble app going. Yeah, met, met him at the airport, boarded the plane in full wedding gear, then married him the following day in Las Vegas. Fine. She was thirty four, he's thirty seven. They instantly clicked, Chris, and they felt a strong, strong connection. I listened to the audio because I want to know what we said about this episode. So you said, what could go wrong with this? And I said, I'm looking forward to a weird story coming out about that. And guess what, Chris? (laughs) Oh, do tell. The weird story has happened. (laughs) So they get married in Las Vegas. The following day... She then tells him, hey, I'm into BDSM and fetish party. He's like, what? Okay, cool. So he tries to get involved into that whole world. Doesn't really work for him. They split up. Uh, they've, they've split up now. After two months, they split. And the story's just come out now, so I don't know what's been happening since. She's got two toy boys now. She cannot deal with a monogamous relationship ever again. Um, But when she did get married with the dude from Las Vegas, they went back to the UK. She moved him into her flat, which she also shared with two of her ex-boyfriends. So there's two ex-boyfriends, the new husband. What are they called, Chris? They're all called Paul. (laughs) Why, all of them? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. So he found it hard and got jealous. At first, all the three Pauls got along. I'm just imagining her yelling out, Paul! And one of them's like, yes, no, not you. The other one. Anyway, uh, so to try and fix their relationship, Chris, what would you do? Get rid of the other two Pauls? No, you go to a sex party at the Torture Garden Club. Of course you do. The Torture Garden Club? Yep. (laughs) Uh, So she's, um, you know... uh, 
He didn't like that too much. He moved out. Marriage is over. Another Paul moved out. So she's down to one Paul, two toy boys, I think. But maybe one of the toy boys is a Paul. It's hard to tell. And she's now struggling financially. That's uh, the update there, Chris. Uh, we called is it. Is she paying for the toy boys? Is that why she's I'm not sure. struggling financially? Because, I mean, go into that. a woman with three guys, potentially, uh, you'd think they'd be pretty hunky-dory i don't know but they had a photo of her where she was like um they they take photos at the torture garden club and this was a tame photo of her just sort of standing next to some dude in bondage gear uh but apparently there was some other photo she any good, well. she good looking or just average yeah okay um okay i'm um <laughs> talking about average yeah uh, <laughs> I worked at Spookers on Saturday night last week. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty Chris cool. Chris's average, not Spookers. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, clarifying. Yeah, no. Uh, Spookers is awesome. Um, oh, I know. I was average at uh, the first. I got a little bit better. So I go in there. I've got to do my own makeup. So somebody showed me and pr- pretty much did it for me. So okay. I'm going again on Friday and some. Expect to do my own makeup again, but I'm going to have to go. Uh, which one's the latex again? Because you got to start with latex and yeah. then you put the other stuff on and you put the other. But stuff they'll on. have to deal with that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. So, but everybody does their own makeup, which is cool. And there's like 30, 40 actors there at a time. So yeah, that's pretty crazy me. out the back uh, doing the makeup in this little house thing. Uh, but anyway, so I did that. Got the makeup. That was look looking good. That looked really good. Half my face was just all burnt and bloodied up type thing. Um, and then I got assigned to the the chapel, and the chapel was out in the woods. So there's three or four attractions. So you've got the house, you've got Disturbia, which is the psychedelic clown one, which is all in, um, what do you call that? 3D? No. Yeah, uh, it's got 3D. Fluorescent, fluorescent paints and yeah. 3D fluorescents. Uh, and then you've got, um, there's a little thing called the fog. I'm not quite sure what that is. And then there's the woods. I'm assuming there's fog? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's, oh, it's a machine, almost like a maze you walk through, and there's no – you can't see anything. It's a so if, you, so if, you're, totally if you're going as a paying customer, do you, how many, do you get to do all these things? You, pay, there- you pay for them all, so um, for each one. But if you get so many, you get a discount off them. Yeah. Okay. So I've got um, – I got a double pass for two. Yeah. Um, so each person in the pass gets two attractions. Oh, okay. And then I think, because when I went to, to check it out myself, they said, I oh, can do a third attraction for $15. Because I think they're like 55 each or something. Oh, wow. 50 bucks each or something. Yeah. So um, don't quote me on that. It might be 45. I have no clue. Um, so anyway, so um, yeah, so... I was in the chapel. I was in the woods. Um, it's pretty cool because I, I, I thought, oh, let's just hide behind a tree in a forest. But no, people <laughs> go through this this forest and they've got sets. And they've got some pretty cool sets. And one of the guys, was a, he's a pretty experienced actor. He, um, he was in the hillbilly thing. And as you walk down, you know, you're sort of guided through because you can't go off the path really because it's sort of fenced. But it doesn't look like it's fenced, it is. 
and um, you guided into this guy's house, and you go through the house, and he goes, "What are you doing in my house?" Uh, and um, has a big story and trying to scare them. I can nobody knows you're here. I can bury you. Nobody will know. Nobody will know. All that sort of stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And then my uh, mentor for the night, uh, Huya. Shout out to Huya, who's uh, very cool. Um, he did my makeup as well. He was the one in front of me, uh, like the scene before mine or the set before mine, and he uh, had these shackles. And I knew when people were coming because he invariably made someone scream. Yeah. Pretty much every time. And he's a huge guy. Huge guy. Um, and then uh, then, they, then they came to me. And there's a chapel. There's a little um, chapel the size pretty much of a phone booth. Well, Two or three times bigger than a phone booth. They're not very big, right? Yeah. And um, they go towards that. And the good thing was, as you come in, there's a light there. There's a big light. So it lights up the chapel and there's you know, gravestones and crosses and stuff like that. Bit of music playing. And um, everybody looks to that. So I'm sort of standing in the shadows to one side as they come past. And as they come past, I start shuffling forward. And it was pretty good because it took a while before they noticed me. And then they jumped because a I'm moving and b I look hideous. That's right. Um, more more than normal. <laughs> more than normal. And so uh, that worked. And I sort of grunted. And then who is like because he'd followed that first group in, see what I was doing. He goes, uh, you might want to try some dialogue. So then I'm sort of going on about the Church of Blood, sinners. I can smell the sin on you. Repent for the Church of Blood or burn. And um, doing all this sort of stuff. And then, uh, yeah, I told you what my, apparently, my thing is. You never guess. <laughs> Listeners, fans of the Chris and Sam podcast, like I didn't think of this at all until when he told me, I was like, of course. His thing. Maniacal laughing. <laughs> Exactly. Not like that, though. Uh, Not like that. I don't know if I can do it now. I was going to do it, but I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can do it. What do you it mean? Oh, okay. I, see if you can do yeah, it Yeah, I've end, got to okay. get into the mood of it. Oh, okay. And it's really hard to do maniacal laughing when you're laughing. <laughs> Fair enough. But anyway, yeah, so it was really good. And I'm going back again tonight for another free night's work where I do it for free. And then after that, I'll get paid, hopefully, if they take me on. If they take you on. Should yeah. be good. Sounds but, good. Yeah, that means Friday, Saturday nights. So I'll just keep doing that. Oh, and that works in with... Dun, 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 dun. Dry July. Okay. Chris, <laughs> the main reason Chris is doing Dry July is because he got hammered with an expensive bottle of wine the other day. Oh, my God. So uh, we were away for a conference. and Not I, me. No, but Chris no. with the Epic Learning me Team. Me and the, the Epic Team. And we caught up with uh, Nat. She says, oh, I'm waiting at this outside this restaurant. So I go there. I met a couple of people I hadn't met before. We're all chatting, and there's this nice bottle of wine there, and I, I was drinking a bit, and I said, oh, I'll get another bottle of wine, shall I? So I go inside, and and I, I, so I asked the woman, I said, oh, can you get us another bottle of wine? I'll, I'll pay for that. And um, she calls me over to the thing. She She's uh, the till, and I swipe my card and was like, $58 for a bottle of wine. I was like, oh, God, Jesus Christ, damn it. Oh, bugger. So that's all right. So I said, okay, did that. Went back to the table. She comes back later and she goes, oh, we've run out of that wine. But I've got this one or this one. We taste one. I said, oh, that'd be good. She goes, I owe you some money. <laughs> I got $2.50 back. Yeah, $2.50 <laughs> But the reason I mentioned that was because 
in Paris this week. Uh, this weekend, this week, anyway. Recently. Uh, recently in Paris, there was a th- theft in one of the most expensive restaurants uh, in Paris. It's near the Arc de Triomphe. And um, so they, they are known for their expensive uh, cellar. And somebody broke in, they, they bored a hole in the back of the wall about 50 centimetres wide, I think yeah, he said. as you do. And they took $600,000 worth of wine. And I like thought three that bottles? was a crazy. Yeah, well, it's not, but I was like, holy crap. And then they go, they got away with an estimated 150 bottles. And I'm like, oh, yeah. how much is each of these bottles of wine? That's quite a few bottles to move. That's a lot of bottles, but still six hundred thousand. I thought I thought they were filling a truck or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, six hundred thousand divided by one hundred and fifty is still like uh, four and a half thousand a bottle or something on average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. (laughs) So my fifty bucks, I'm not so worried about now. But that's the most I've ever spent on a bottle of wine. I have to tell you. Wow. Uh, Good to know. Hey. Companies are always trying to differentiate themselves amongst other ones. And pizza companies are no different, right? Yeah. So you got Pizza Hut here and we've got Domino's and Hell Pizza and all these other different places. But the big, the bottom two, I think, in the cheap pizzas would be Pizza Hut and Domino's. Because yes. they're nationwide. They've got pizzas that are usually about five or six bucks, whatever. I would have thought Domino's was lower than Pizza Hut. But then I, I grew up, Pizza Hut was a knife and fork silverware type place really yeah yeah oh what like going to their restaurant yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, totally yeah, yeah. i see what you mean uh i thought you meant when they no when, no no, no. We, they didn't deliver there's no. no delivery back then so uh they hadn't I, they hadn't invented the wheel yet that's right <laughs> that's right horse and car no horse and block anyway uh so pizza oh, not pizza dominoes a while ago were like you know talking about drone delivery and they delivered a pizza to some random with a drone who happened to live in the middle of nowhere where you could fly a drone and they're like this is gonna come and it's like whatever they've now brought out the dom pizza checker chris that's it there that little white thing up the top Oh, okay. I guess they couldn't call it Dombot because that might be something else. But they've got the Dom Pizza Checker and it's this uh, camera system that's mounted above where they cut the pizza before they put it in the box. This thing uses AI and computer learning to figure out to make sure that that pizza has been made perfectly. And if it's not, it tells the human, no, remake it. And this is how they're going to guarantee that your 15 or $5 or $8 pizza is going to be perfect. I can tell you what it will guarantee. It will guarantee that the kitchen staff are well-fed because they're like, I'm really hungry. Are you hungry? Yeah, just don't put any um, pepperoni on that one or whatever, and then it will reject it and we'll get to eat it afterwards. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and, so what they've got, um, if you go to their website to learn about it, they've written it in the first person of the robot talking about how it was created and what it does, and it just pissed me off. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and in the future, when you do it from your phone, they are going to send you a photo of your pizza to show what it actually looks like before you get it, and then they'll also let you know if they've had to remake it. I just don't care. I just want a pizza. I know what I'm going getting in for. 
I know what I'm paying for. Just slap some stuff on some dough. Make sure it goes through the oven. I'll probably eat it. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's funny. You're talking about bots. I've had bots on the brain a little bit because I've been doing some uh, back back end uh, work on KiwiBot. So if you go to epiclearning.co.nz slash KiwiBot, um, it will have the uh, KiwiBot there. There's a chat bot that's trying to learn Kiwi. So you put slang phrases in and stuff like that. So I've been doing a lot of work on that uh, the last uh, few days. Um, cool. Yeah, it's looking pretty good. It's looking pretty good. Um, I, they say it's natural language, but I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with Some it. of these terms, I think, are a bit loose, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey, have you ever heard of TikTok? Uh, the app or vague, platform? Vaguely. So, yeah, so it's been um, brought up a little bit in the news, uh, BBC. Um, so TikTok, I've never heard of it, but okay. basically it's live streaming and it's interviews with uh, online celebs. They get on there and they start talking, and so all their followers are in. So there's 500 million users or followers on TikTok following these people. And as they're talking away, a little okay. bit like a Twitch, yeah. um, it, it pops up a little icon or something, and you can buy the icon. It gives you a badge, I think, or something. So a rainbow might be worth 20 pence or something, or a... You know, a unicorn okay. might be worth whatever. The the most expensive thing is a drama queen. God knows what that looks like. And that's £49. Okay. And I'm assuming they've made a lot of money. Yes. I think the, uh, the, the money split there is split between the platform and the star. So they get 50% of whatever. Wow. And so okay. one, one guy goes, oh, every time we go on for an hour, we get 250 bucks. I, I, I get 250 bucks. That's what I make out of it. And this is someone famous. Online famous. Oh, okay, yeah. Online no, famous. But the problem is, what they're saying is it's just <clears throat> exploiting the hell out of kids as kids that are predominantly buying, buying these things yeah. and spending money on it. And there's no rules or regulations about what you can offer. So people are saying, all right, get, get a couple of drama queens uh, and I will, you know, uh, I will follow you and recommend you to my down yeah, my other, or, yeah, yeah. or um, one was um, for two drama queens, I'll give you my phone number. And this chick, this young girl, yeah. um, you know, Oh yes, yes, hundred bucks, hundred pounds, I should say. Yeah, never hear from that guy ever. No, uh, he texted her back twice and has never answered her phone calls. Oh, you know. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I didn't know if you'd heard about it. I'd never heard I'd about seen it. it. Sounds dodgy. Ads. I'd seen it at the top of the app charts, and uh, I thought because a while ago there was an app called Yik Yak. Mm, yeah, and Yik Yak was good, but then they brought in more rules around Wasn't it. Wasn't it just called Yak? Uh, I think it was Yik Yak to begin with, and then they may have changed it. Oh, okay, because I remember a, a Yak. This um, is the location-based one where you could talk to people that were within a range of, say, like... Oh, maybe it was a different one. Yeah, okay. This one, you could talk to people anonymously within a range of maybe a kilometer or something, or 500. It wasn't very big. And what was happening was people were bullying other people on university campus, campuses and schools and stuff like that. But it was all contained locally within that geographic yeah. location. Uh, and then they said you have to have profile pictures and you have to have names. And then people were like, nah, and it just died. Uh, yeah. Um, 
I have chucked this down here. I know you don't like Trump things, but I've got to read some of this out. This is awesome. Because by the time this has been published, it will be past 4th of July for the, the US. Hey, randomly I saw a quote, a thing online, I don't know how true it is, but it was saying that if you cross state lines and go to a place that is selling like fireworks in one of those fireworks stores and your state doesn't have it, you can go in and say, I'm buying it for agricultural purposes to scare um, birds away. And apparently that's legit. And then you're allowed to buy as much as you want. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah, uh, maybe I should, we should share in the show notes my little video of the uh, fireworks uh, store that I, I made when I was in yeah, that was the, epic. Of the other side. Anyway, um, so Independence Day, which commemorates America serving notice to Britain in 1776, has for decades been scrupulously non-political. Presidents have tended to stay home and host celebrations at White House or visit festivities around the country. They've not appeared on the National Mall, um, which is that iconic two-mile strip of grass that runs from Lincoln Memorial to the Capitol, yeah. which I think is where the amazing big crowds are for his inauguration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway... President Donald Trump is playing it differently this year. He's going to play golf on that strip. Uh, in a major break with tradition, he's putting himself at the centre of the action on 4th July, having promised on Twitter an address by your pre- favourite president, me. What? That's what he Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. He will begin the speech from the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. That cracks me up. He will begin the speech there. Where will he end the speech? Oh, who but anyway, knows? Okay. Who knows? Um, Roving this is TV the, cameras. This is the Washington Post I'm getting this from. Uh, but there was a couple of things. He's, he's promised planes going overhead, the best fighter jets in the world, and other planes too. And we're going to have some tanks stationed outside. He had said there would be, quote, brand new Sherman tanks, unquote. But they haven't been in service since the 1950s. I know, I was just thinking. <laughs> I, I was thinking a Sherman tank. He means an Abrams tank. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. He's almost also promised the biggest ever fireworks, which will go twice as long as, as the usual July 4th display. Um, so loads of people are upset. Um the uh, the Democrats are saying this is like a he's turning it into like a political platform. It's like a one of his political rallies. Effectively, he's turning the Fourth yeah, yeah, yeah. of July into that. Um, also, the um, local, I guess it's mayor, might be governor, mayor, or whatever it is of the city. Um, we've said it before, and we'll say it again. He's joking. Uh, tanks, but no tanks. Um, uh. And basically, uh, and appended a snapshot, this is on Twitter as well, of a memo from the Office of the Secretary of Defence with the words, include wheeled vehicles only, no tanks. Because you can imagine the damage that crap would do. You can't do just to- take a tank ev- anywhere. Yeah, I know. So um, anyway, I oh God, it just sounds terrible all around. Our Pentagon, the Pentagon and our great military leaders are thrilled to be doing this and showing the American people, among other things, the strongest and most advanced military anywhere in the world. Is the other thing he tweeted uh, the other day. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, I just thought I'd share that. It brings us to the end of the podcast, Chris. That amazing. I have got one thing to add. Okay, um, go. As, as an end. We've got to say RIP to Leah Iacocca. Do you know who Leah Iacocca was? Not really. So he was um, he worked for Mustang 
and he was one of the VPs, and he got really up there. And he was famous, legendary, in fact, for um, they were trying to turn something around in Ford, and they did this Mustang, and he goes, I want a sports car, but four-seater. Yeah. Because people, it was that baby boom period, and people had kids and stuff, right? Yeah, so yeah. I guess this is the fifties, sixties, fifties, whatever. And so he he basically was down on the factory floor, and he said, "I like that. Hey, you go get a arc welder and chop the roof off." Yeah, and literally got somebody in the shop to chop the roof off, and then he took it for a drive downtown. This wow. prototype with the roof off, and based on the looks he got and the comments he got at the lights, he goes, "Yep, no, we're making that as a convertible. Redo the plans." Wow! And it became the biggest selling car of the decade. Yeah, that's the, crazy. The Ford Mustang, um, and then he got um, fired from Ford because of personality issues with um, Henry Ford's son, Henry Ford Two. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, and. Um, and so he got the CEO role in Chrysler, and Chrysler was going down the tubes. It was just about dead. And he talked uh, the government into lending him $1.2 billion, wow. which he paid off seven years before the due date. Wow, that's good. They, this is back in the day when they paid loans back yeah, to the government. Yeah. Like that doesn't even happen now. <laughs> you know, they just no, get, no, don't worry banks about get bailouts. So they don't pay it back. But anyway, he paid it all back. Um, and in, during that time, that part of that turnaround, he was in all these ads. And the best thing a lot of people remember him for was he would say, he, he'd be him walking through the factory pointing out things and talking about the car. And at the end, he looks at the camera and he goes, if you can find a better car, buy it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like uh, so anti-advertising at that time. So, yeah, and in the mid-1980s, he ranked only behind President Ronald Reagan and Pope John Paul II in the Gallup uh, poll of the list, list of the world's most respected men. Wow. So Sounds like a good dude. Yeah, so 94, he died uh, this week uh, as a uh, complication to Parkinson's disease. Oh, so, that's not yeah. good. But 94, that's pretty good. Good yeah, innings. Was, yeah, so that was also from the Washington Post. Actually, the other article I was reading from was from The Economist, not The Washington Post. Okay, so My if apologies. you're quickly trying to find that article... You won't find it there, <laughs> it but the we will have a show notes, hopefully, in the, at the chrisandsampodcast.com. Uh, check that out. And uh, as usual, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.